Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, beourhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. If you've got your Bibles, open them up to uh, Mark chapter 3. We're going we're gonna to go into Mark chapter 4, but I felt like last week I, I skirted over something pretty profound, pretty radical, and um, I want to make sure we don't, we don't miss it. Um, we pick it up in verse 31, so just the last bit of Mark chapter 3, um, and it says, and his mothers and his brothers came. Now, remember the context of this. Um, Jesus was being criticized by everybody, right? His family was criticizing him. He was in embarrassment. He, he was crazy. He'd, he'd lost his mind, and now he's, he's running around making a fool of himself. They're going to put a stop to it. They want to get him, get him help or get him back home. And um, so his family's criticizing him. The, the religious leaders um, said that he was demon-possessed, uh, you know, that he was, um, you know, uh, yeah, that he was evil, that he was um, only doing the things he was doing because of, uh, you know, demon possession. But um, so that's, that's where we're at. He's, he is um, doing what, what he's called to do. He's doing what his, what his father wants him to be doing. But uh, everybody, everybody's criticizing him. So it says, and his mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And now you read that, and you might think, Boy, it's kind of harsh. Jesus doesn't really care about family. But nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus loves family. God loves family. And I mean, this is, this is a shocking statement that he made. I mean, he's redefining the idea of family in that, in that time. And, um, Siobhan, Siobhan told me this story about her, her little cousin, Amy. Uh, when she was a kid, her mom was getting groceries out of the car right, and left the driver's side door open, and uh, little Amy climbs into the seat, puts the car into reverse. It begins backing down the hill, and of course, Aunt Maggie, who is a little bit comical looking anyway, I, I won't go into details, she ah, throws the bags, runs, you know, as the car's going, it backs over, it, like the door knocks her down, backs over, it just goes, Amy jumps out of the car, and it just rolls down the hill, crashes into a tree, totals the car. <laughs> oh, and we can laugh about it now because it was like 20 years ago. But, uh, I mean, that was shocking, you know what I mean, to, for Aunt Maggie. You know, groceries in hand, there goes the car <laughs> with your four- or five-year-old daughter in it. And... Uh, <laughs> But even more shocking than a runaway car, I think, had to be this, this statement that, that Jesus is making. You know, uh, he actually looked out past even the crowd that was around him and looked into future, future generations at you. 
And he said, you're my family. Did you know that you were going to see yourself in the Bible today? You're in there. God's biggest dreams for us uh, is family. So much so that he includes all of us who have faith in Jesus Christ, who, who obey the will of the Father. He says, you're my, you're my family. Jeremiah 3, it says, I thought to myself, this is God, he says, I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land. I looked forward to you calling me father, and I wanted you never to turn from me. That's, that was his heart. That's, God is saying that's what he longs for, is have us as his family. And, and God created the local church to be a hub of, of that relationship. It's not about like hearing some music or a sermon. You could find way better music and way better sermons on, online. I mean, all the best preachers in the world have their messages on podcasts. You could listen to them. You could even stream their services and, uh, you know, experience it, but you wouldn't be in the relationship. You know what I mean? That's why we that's why we meet together, because family is important. And, and so what you need to know is your family is bigger than you thought it was. He goes on, he says, and, and looking around at those who sat around him, he said, these here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he's my brother and sister and mother. So as a Christian, your family is a lot more than your wife, your kids, or your husband, even your brothers and sisters, but as a follower of Jesus Christ, your family includes those people sitting around you. you know, take a look. Look around. This is your family. I think it's safe to say that for most of us in this room, family's a priority. I, I know that I, I would say, you know, if I got to pick between a lover and a fighter, I'm, I'm a lover, but don't mess with my family. Do you know what I mean? How many can say that exact same thing? Probably every, yeah, not just the men in the room either. Mama Bears. Get that name for a reason. But, you know, when, um, when you hurt your, when you stub your toe, the whole body reacts. You know what I mean? And that's how it is with family. When family hurts, it hurts. You know what I mean? We all hurt. And when we're united, we're unbreakable. So Jesus acknowledged that he had his earthly family, but he set his spiritual family above them. In Ephesians uh, 2.19, because you say, well, Pastor Chris, how can, how can we be part of God's family? You know, in Ephesians 2, it says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Ephesians 1 5 says, God had decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. He decided that ahead of time. It was strategic. He knew what was going to have to happen. He knew how much it would hurt him to see his family, his son, hurt. But he decided in advance that it was worth it to adopt us into his family. 
This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I mean, this is the gospel. Family is at the core of the gospel message. He gave up his son so that I could be his son. He gave up family so that, so that we could be family. But you got to know your family's not perfect. Who are you talking about? What do you mean by that? Hey, that's your family you're talking about. You got to be careful of those big amens. Uh, yeah, family is not perfect because it has people in it. Am I right? And when, when people are involved, there's going to be friction. You know what I mean? There's going to be There's going to be problems. There's going to be hiccups, but you work it out because you're family. <laughs> My, okay, so we had a blended family. I have an older brother, Rob. He was a pretty decent older brother. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he, he, he wasn't malicious. That's right. <laughs> he, he, might, he might see this. Uh, I love all my, my brothers, but my big brother, Sean, he had a different approach to being a big brother. And uh, we went to a Christian school that had uniforms. We had to wear a, a tie and a, you know, it was a Christian school. You know how it goes. And when the bus dropped us off, one day in particular, I, he was feeling malicious and uh, he decided to march Gabe and I home because <clears throat> Rob and Sean were about the same age and Gabe and I were about the same age, like a year apart each. And uh, he had us buy our ties, right? Make us walk, get going, you better get going. Then he would jerk on them, you know, choking us and stuff. I mean, pretty, pretty uh, mean stuff. Gabe's all crying, snot crying, you know, ugly crying. And uh, not me, though. I was, I was fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, another time, uh, Sean kicked us out of the house and had the BB gun, the pellet gun, and said, run. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't perfect though either. One time I had a slingshot and I shot my brother Rob at pretty close range. I don't even remember why, but with one of those steel ball bearings from, from me to you. Because they were threatening, they were being mean to us or something. They wouldn't let us play their game, whatever it was. And so I was threatening to shoot him with this and he said, you, like, he dared me. You know, so I let it fly, and then I, dro <laughs> I dropped it and ran. Uh, he did not catch me. He was very fast. But he didn't catch me that day. I think I got on my bike and, like, took off, hit out for a couple of hours. When I came back, the bands were cut. That was the end of the slingshot. I mean, that's family. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe some of your families put the fun in dysfunctional. But I know for some of you, the, dis the dysfunction uh, wasn't great at all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's family. Um, but, you know, I was getting picked on, which is crazy, right? Who would, why would anyone ever pick on me? I'm adorable. But I was getting picked on by a bigger kid, right? And he was, I probably had it coming. You know, I, was, I, was, I thought I was hilarious. You know what I mean? If you've met my son, Jeremiah, that might be a picture, you know. I thought I was hilarious, and I thought that the world deserved, was owed my gift. 
you know. They needed to know uh, all the witty things that I had to say. Well, this kid didn't appreciate it at all. And he would just, uh, he, he would pick on me, beat me up, that kind of stuff, he, you know, um, smacking me in the back of the head type stuff, just, you know, saying a bunch. You know how it is. You, probably every one of you remembers somebody like that. Well, I told my big brother about it. And uh, the next time that, uh, and they had cars by that time, him and Sean drove, but they saw, like, where we got dropped off or whatever, um, they stopped, and this kid was doing that stuff, and he choked the kid <laughs> and threatened him. And I'm like, yes! I love my big brother. And you have to know, that kid never messed with me again, you know? That's family. And uh, you got to know, Jesus is your big brother. You got a big brother, and God help anyone who messes with you. <laughs> so family comes with some privileges. You know what I mean? We, we get refrigerator rights. You know what I mean? You, you know that what I'm talking about when I say that, right? There are certain places where you feel free to get into the refrigerator and help yourself. That's family. Whether it's blood or it's not, if you have, feel, if you have refrigerator rights, that's, that's family. We've got refrigerator rights to heaven. We get to share heavenly DNA. We, we get rights to that. We have privileges that come with this whole thing. But we've got responsibilities too. Family comes with privileges, but it comes with responsibilities that you may not have even thought of. You know, we're responsible as, as Christians to care for one another. We're responsible to love one another. We're, we're responsible, uh, Ephesians says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. We've got responsibilities to bear each other's burdens. Doesn't Galatians say that? We've got responsibilities to help someone grow. Um, we have, uh, that's Ephesians 4.16. We have a uh, responsibility to forgive one another. Make every effort to live at peace. That's what it says. so much about love here. I, I, there's no way I can share it all. I'm just looking at verse after verse about one another, all the one another's. That only happens in family. If there's no family, there's no one another. Do you know what I mean? It would just be, if all it was was us um, loving the lost, it's easy to love the idea of the lost. We want to love, the, we, of course, we, we have Christ's mind and his heart, so of course we love the lost and we they matter to us that's one of our core values here that the, the lost people matter to us and to god but if you love the lost but you don't love these people in this room you're missing it if you say oh i love the lost but these people are a bunch of hypocrites that's your family you're talking about that's not okay your spiritual health is measured by how you treat family 
John 13 says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Each other, that's us. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. It's how we treat each other. How are we treating each other? And I'm not talking about me and you. How's the church treating each other right now in the world? Are we, are we looked at as a loving group. We treat each other with love, would you say? You think so? You're not on Facebook. <laughs> we could do better. I'll just say that. We could do better. We could do better. We will do better. We're going to do better. We have a responsibility to our Father in heaven and to each other. And you might say, you know, Pastor Chris, that's fine. I mean, that's sort of a small thing, family. Um, the other day, I was cleaning out some stuff in our extra room. We're trying to clean that room out. And I noticed a, a small spider on my, uh, on my sleeve, you know, and it wasn't like a big, hairy, furry thing like arachnophobia or anything like that. It was, it was small. But I thought it was like a uh, brown recluse or something. You know, they're very small. I got bit by one once, and it, my arm swelled up like crazy. So I'm, ter I'm terrified of those little guys. So if you would have seen me at that moment, I was, you know, I won't recreate it here, but imagine the most, the most movement you can make uh, at one time in one place. I mean, if someone would have seen me, they, I don't, they, like, they thought, oh man, he just got hit with the Holy Ghost or something. He's in there having quite, quite a time, but no. So, I mean, it doesn't take much. Even from little things, you can create a lot of movement. And that's what this family is, is for. This family, like I said, it's the cornerstone of the gospel from this little family. Jesus, I mean, imagine where he's at when, when we're reading this. He's sitting, and who's around him? He's looking at Peter, the loud mouth. You know, keep those kids away from Jesus. He's looking at Thomas, who doesn't believe anything. Like, prove it, you know. He's looking at uh, James and John, the sons of thunder. Like, Jesus, should we call down lightning? Let's fry all these people. You know what I mean? And he looks at them, and everybody's smiling, and he smiles, and he says, this is my family. You know, and beyond them, more people. The place was full. And like I said, beyond that, he's looking through generations, and he's seeing us. He's saying that, and he smiles. He says, that's my, that's my family. Your family's bigger than you thought it was. And from a little thing like this group here, is born a movement that can touch the whole world. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that I can even call you that. You take a minute and tell him in your own way. Let's take a minute. Just, just thank him for making us part of his family.
thank you that you cared so much that you made a plan even though you knew it would cost you pain cost you your own son you decided it was worth it you counted the cost you weighed the expense and you decided to adopt us into your family I thank you Lord I thank you Lord for each person in this room my family I pray you would bless them I pray you would empower them I pray you would speak to them clearly I pray that you would let me be a good brother and help them to be successful in their calling that I can that I can celebrate my family so father give us dreams give us visions open doors we want to serve you right in this room we want to serve each other and we want to serve our brothers and sisters that are out out there so father open doors give us opportunities give us opportunities to share this love and we love you and it's in your name and only your name that we pray and ask these things amen Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming. I love you all. I mean that. I don't just say that. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks and have a blessed week.